We want you to become an honorary gosling. Join us. You'll get exclusive access to conversations and content that would otherwise get us banned from social media. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and selective writings. And check this out. You'll get to participate in our live monthly Discord chat and more if you join our exclusive Patreon following that we like to call The After Party. It only costs $5 a month, which is basically a cup of coffee, and it helps us make the show better. We love you guys and can't wait to see you there. Become an honorary Goslings at patreon.com forward slash the Goslings and sign up today. Today is September 26th, 2021. Florida man Greg returns to talk about his homestead and Jonathan lays down some wicked wisdom regarding 72-hour preparedness. Also, we talk guns and constitutional carry in Tennessee. It's a great episode. I think you're going to get a lot out of it, so kick back and relax. If you enjoy this, uh, please leave us a good review. Give us five stars. Tell your friends about us. That's the best way you can support the show. And without further ado, let's jump in. Your local writer's group is crap. Stop burning off your free time in the presence of introverted do-nothings. The Gosling's Writer's Group Podcast, a digital game for writers. Writers who actually write stuff. Use typewriters. Who write all the people who've offended them into their stories, then murder the shit out of them. Writers who don't believe in dust jackets and name their pit bulls Hemingway. We're writers who lube their typewriters with gun oil because we're straight shooters. We don't always act pretentious, but when we do, we wear f***ing ascots. Welcome to The Goslings. Yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Ready? Indeed, we are here. Nick, I'm ready. Yeah. Take up the broken sword of your father. And strike down the darkness. Cheers. Cheers. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. Welcome, everybody. <sighs> Tastes like freedom. It does. It's got that. It's got that. It's a spice of liberty with mm -hmm. non-compliant overtones. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how much. Uh, I wonder how much of American independence was born on the backs of bourbon. You know, know. Uh, bourbon liquor. Uh, whiskey gin, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm sure a lot of, yeah. Us. Well, they, they say that uh, a lot of the revolutionaries before the war met in churches and taverns, yeah. So, like, there's probably a reason why they closed down churches and bars during COVID, <laughs> probably, you know. Yeah, so, we know where Sam Adams was uh, hanging, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh huh. Well, uh, welcome everyone. Uh, I'm Jonathan, I'm Nick, and we are and joined again by our friend Greg. Florida man is back, Florida man, baby. <laughs> and we are here to do a uh, follow-up episode. Uh, this one is uh, fast on the heels of our Tyrant Lincoln mm -hmm. episode. And uh, we're going to be talking about prepping today. Yeah, talking so about prepping. Tyrant, yeah, yeah, because, uh, you know, it's coming. Yeah. Prepping, oh, yeah. Yeah, you, the need to pr prepare is coming because things are definitely not going to get better in yeah. the foreseeable future. Uh, we're nobody surprised at... Um, what's happened over this past 2020 was a train wreck 2021 mm -hmm. we're just 
we can't comprehend. We, we, we would have never seen something like this coming. The drastic changes. It's only going to get worse. Yep. We have another year. We're going into the midterms next year. It's going to get volatile. Yep. Uh, then the general elections in two years. It's it's just going to be so fugly. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so bad. Yeah. Um, and economically, that can mean a lot for you and your family. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, especially, especially once jab mandates go into effect. <clears throat> which they probably will. I mean, when the president is threatening that uh, our patience is running out. Oh, well, you know, you know what? Our compliance may be running out. Yeah. 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 No kidding. You know yeah. He needs, not, he needs uh, to be wor- uh, worrying uh, about our patients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am here dressed as uh, New Millennium Lincoln. Uh, <laughs> as uh, as a Blinken. <laughs> And Abe you know, Lincoln. I'm, I'm pretty sure Abe Lincoln would just walk up and say, Four score and seven years ago, I just let people do what they want <laughs> and Can just kept imagine? strong borders and a strong military and made sure no one's <laughs> constitutional rights were violated. Abe Lincoln out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. It's so great. It's so great. <laughs> you know, if the uh, house divided, gets more booty from the other side. <laughs> house divided is he gets himself to share booty. <laughs> got bargaining chips, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I got more money for Cadillacs, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Okay. Before we jump in any deeper and any sillier, real quick, uh, yo, subscribe. I think I hit that. Okay. Oh, you hit the button. Here we go. Yeah. And I can edit all this. And we're back. I can edit all this in post, guys. We're good. All right. Before we jump in too deep and too crazy, uh, don't forget to subscribe, right? Please. Yeah. And really, even more importantly than hitting the subscribe button, that doesn't do anything. Hit the little bell thing. The notification you know? bell. And just scroll up difference. and hit hit all. That's all you need to do. Don't even worry about the subscribe yeah. button. Just hit the bell. The That's bell. all we want. Saved by the bell. Well, yeah. it does make a difference because um, <clears throat> if uh, – if anybody uh, who is new, um, you may not be aware of this, but uh, Nick has done a lot of work. Nick does pretty much all the work for this. Oh, um, yeah, it's it's impressive. And so one Thank of the you. things, the only way to catch the live stream is when we do the live stream. Yeah, yeah. And then if you want to watch the entire episode in video format, then you want to go to Rumble. Yeah. Uh, we have a Goslings Rumble channel, yep. and uh, it's just the Goslings with two S's uh, on Rumble. And then uh, once we're done with the live stream, um, in this particular case, this is an upload. We're banking this episode. Yep. Um, but uh, if you want to catch the live stream when it airs on YouTube, you will have to catch it when it airs on YouTube. You can't go back and watch it. It's only on Rumble that you'll be able to see it. YouTube will have a series of clips that Nick has become very proficient at editing and uploading. Little Thank you. five to ten Getting minute, a little better at that. Seven I minute clips. That. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It's it's been pretty impressive. And then if you want to listen to the live stream in its entirety, then we have a Goslings Spotify. We do. Channel. We do. We got the podcast version of this as well. Yeah. So Spotify, if you want to listen, Rumble, if you want to watch the entire episode, and then you'll see uh, the highlights. 
on uh, YouTube. This will be on YouTube for a couple of days yeah. as I'm slicing and dicing. <clears throat> get the uh, segments up, and then I'll pull the full episode. But if you're ever interested in interacting and commenting with us, yep. then you got to be there when we're live on YouTube yep. for the live stream. Absolutely. Uh, that's This is the only format that we do this. We don't do the live stream on Rumble. Uh, you know, we don't, uh, we don't do call-ins on the podcast, right. you know, this right. is, this yet. is yet. Your, yet, that's right. We'll get there. We'll get there. I'm looking that's forward to that. I'm looking forward to being like the art bell of the, you yeah. know, <laughs> if you want to call in and get your ass handed to you, <laughs> just be patient with us. We'll get yeah. there. Call in a blinking right now. <laughs> call in a blinking, be hot, be a chick. <laughs> You know, don't be married. I'm going to take a call from California from. Uh, nope. Rainbow Pants 49. Jonathan, this one's yours. <laughs> Go for it, bro. <laughs> Go away. Don't ever come here. <laughs> so I was thinking, I, I just moved to a city. Can you tell me the best uh, place? What's the best place to get, like, coffee and, coffee. you know, yeah. Yeah, California is the best place yeah. to get coffee. Why don't you go there? Let me. <laughs> Let's see, Starbucks, uh, two thousand three hundred miles away, Santa Monica. Yeah. Yeah. I want to do a local. Yeah, there's one in there. There's one in uh, <clears throat> Columbia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's well, you great. have to have a vaccine passport to get there. No. You have one. I, I <laughs> also, also, I, have I don't want to talk about it. Well, I'm trans. I don't know if you know this, but I'm trans vaccinated. I identify as vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> I identify as vaccinated. So. Yeah. That means I can, as a man, I can pee in the Target bathroom. <laughs> without showing any proof of vaccination because right. i have identify as a vaccinated man yeah and i'm gonna put all of your sons at risk yeah yeah i didn't know there was an option dude i stand when i take a shit are you kidding me <laughs> californian men sit when they I like that. yeah 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 i yeah california men sit when they pee so That's if you're true. if you're from California, you know you obviously you're a man. You sit when you pee. You know it's so, so funny. I feel sad. It's so much. It's like I have a lot more liberty to say what I want when we're recording or we're not live. So yeah. a lot of this I'm probably going to edit out a lot of my stupid comments. Please unfortunately, maybe not on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the fun thing about the I'm, podcast. You can and everything Florida man says. Yeah. <laughs> you should just well, like. You should just swap out like every everything Greg says with just like sounds of just like uh, a songbird, just or a chick or, or like a chicken. Yeah. Do lemurs make sounds? That'd be cool. Would you like to be a lemur? Sure. Yes. What's your animal of choice? Animal animal vocalizations of choice. What's your spirit animal, Greg? Here on yeah. NPR, we're here to discuss spirit animals. What's my spirit animal? I don't even know what my spirit animal is. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Actually, yeah. I would be a, um, some sort of rodent. <laughs> for sure. A muskrat. Yeah, a muskrat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's your spirit animal? What about you, Jonathan? Uh, it's obviously like either... <clears throat> 
it's either uh, a boar or uh, wolverine or badger a honey Maybe badger, a badger or a wolverine yeah. or a badger yeah. yeah it's something that's uh that's hermetic in nature yeah. you know and uh and irrationally angry that yeah. you're here yeah <laughs> you know and thoroughly unlikable and smelly so and mad. low center so of mad. gravity yeah and just mad i think and, mine's like a super boring large breed uh lab of some kind that looks for like i can talk a good doodle. game but as soon as somebody comes up to me i'm super nice and i run or, or i run away <laughs> that's my spirit animal i mean that actually I'm a dog qualify as a pit bull yeah kind of like a pit bull yeah only a scrawny mangy yeah. one you know yeah i don't know or just or kind of like a chubby pampered one yeah, you know that's just like <laughs> like Lily, sure. you know, because yeah. Lily is vicious. Her. She sounds so vicious, but the second you're through the door, the butt wags, you oh, know, and great. the tongue comes out, you know, and she's yeah. just you know Lily, right? You so know, yeah, we yeah. go way back, right? Yeah, oh, she's, she's, way back. she's sweet. She's heavy though. You can't just pick a, pick her up and like snuggle her. Yeah, only because of her weight. Well, we gave her a new nickname yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we picked it? her. We picked her up from the uh, from doggy daycare, <laughs> and we. <laughs> And uh, we had some we had some issues trying to get up the hill in the truck because of the weight. So we oh, we, we decided right, yeah. to name her Payload. <laughs> Payload yeah, seems like in a the good back, nickname. She's in the back, spread out like you know, Jabba the Lily, you know, yeah. in the back seat. Like and, if Jabba the Hutt had legs and he spread them, that's what mm-hmm. Lily looked like. Yeah, yeah. she did. Yeah. She just pancaked right out. Yeah, you know, oh, in the back so adorable. Seat. Yeah, uh, get a pit bull, everybody. You'll yeah. love it. By the way, you can also good watch on. you can also watch this on Facebook. Oh yeah, on our <laughs> on our Facebook group. If you're part of the group, which you should totally join, uh, you can see this uh, after we air it. We, the, the the full episodes are there too. Um, but I've been going to Facebook and posting the segments as well. You're not going to want to miss this episode. It's awesome. We have Greg G Money, Florida man, right here. And the reason why we wanted him here specifically for this episode is because Greg is in a unique situation that neither Jonathan and I are really in. Yeah, it's true. Greg's got a little homestead going on, and he's yeah. kind of our resident prepper expert. Expert, and we were gonna, we thought that would be an amazing we're topic. Pick his brain, yeah. Oh, so, yeah. let me start off. I hold on. Let me put the. <clears throat> where's the topic? Let me get that. Okay, okay. First of all, I want to say I feel exploited. <laughs> and uh, dance, monkey dance. Greg's had like four glasses of I've bullet. Had four glasses of bullet. So this is gonna be yeah. great. So, <laughs> bang your symbols, so, Loki. So, Greg. So, Greg. Just to verify, in your in your uh, in your exhaustive checklist of prepper items, exhaustive. Where mm-hmm. is whiskey? Oh, it's well. I mean, is it before or after kids? Um, you mean for me or my family's sake? Because for Who me, cares about your family. You don't prep for your family. You prep for yourself. Anyway, for you, it's 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 a stop. It's a stop. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So good. No, of course. No. Great. And uh, do you ration any of your uh, uh, self-distilled liqueurs for your family? Well, my wife, she occasionally imbibes, but she's... So she's in, right? Yeah. She's like totally <clears throat> with you on that. Yeah. Well, Do you have a still? I hope so. Do you have a still? A still? Oh, of course. Wait, a still? Yeah, you know. Oh, no, no. We don't have a still. Oh. Yeah, sure. We, we just buy the store-bought, you know, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when you can't buy the store-bought stuff? See, this is the stuff we need to prep for. That's the question. I think um, we probably de- de- you know, devolve into chaos. 
Dude. <laughs> well, that's, that's when, you, when the end comes. That's why you keep the children happened. alive. You keep the children alive so that they can sneak out in the middle of the night because they're smaller, lower silhouettes, also yeah. innocent. Jonathan, what would you they say would happen if there's no more liquor? Uh, you start finding it and taking it. <laughs> Find it and take it. Yeah. So, uh, how, and how but not from good said. people, though. Not from the good people because the good people you want around at some point, at some point, but there are plenty. You, yeah, of you know, garbage pail dwellers. <clears throat> yes, that don't need. No, I mean you are could. Are you talking about my skin tone? Because I feel I'm like talking I'm about you, bro. Bro, when right it goes, like, look, garbage. When it kicks off, we're pail. coming down to your homestead. We're not oh. talking about you. Oh, yeah. Well, you you operate outside of your tribe, outside exactly. of your network. Exactly. exactly. You know, that's uh. Oh man, tribe. Yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah. What does a tribe look like? Yeah, a close network of peers and people you trust to stand at the wall, you know. You know, what's interesting is that that's something you have to establish before the, everything goes down, before, the, do. before everything hits the fan. Yeah. Um, but after but after everything hits the fan, there needs to be some there needs to be some sort of way to add strength to your tribe. Yeah. How do you bring people into that circle of trust? Yeah. Who do you identify? Like, what are the ideal people? People yeah. you can trust to be around your wife and kids yeah. when there is no law and order. Yeah. How do you know that? Well, that's a great question. That's why I asked How it. How do you know that? <laughs> I don't. That's why I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, I, I don't I know. I certainly don't know. But I think the you know, what you would try to do is find people that seem like minded, mm-hmm. that are kind and benevolent. Mm-hmm. And um, you know. People that understand that we're all in this together. Yeah. So you know, if do you, you do, do you require them? The same team, like humanity is on the same team. Do you require they're them to all, add to, to bring something to the table? Like, do they need to bring goods? Do they need to have a particular skill? I mean, no. Get you. Well, here's the thing. Like, you have to understand that. Sorry. Sometimes you can provide something to other people, mm-hmm. and it's what they need. It may be. Something very simple like like just love and affection. It could be anything. Yeah, yeah. But then sometimes they may bring something to you, like they they know how to cull a calf. Yeah. And and and, and skin it, and you know you might not know how to do that. But well, here, here's can I can I bring up a scenario yes, for you? Please, please. So let's say everything you got your homestead, you got your family, you got a lot of kids. Right, right. right. I mean, there's five. That's four I'll, boys. That's, four boys. That's a good thing. That's Which a good is, thing. well. It's a lot. Yeah. And so here's the scenario. Let's say that everything hits the fan, right? Right. And uh, you guys are surviving. You got your homestead. You guys are doing okay. Right. And then all of a sudden, an urbanite family, they, you know, they, uh, they don't know. Yeah, like me. Let's say me. Oh, oh God. Let's say You're like, okay, so let's say like, survive. like me and my wife and kids. Not me and my wife and kids, but like me and my wife and kids. Well, somebody. Live in the burbs and we're like. Oh, yeah. Dude, we're we're abandoning you know the city because it's chaos and we need to get somewhere safe, and we show up in our Toyota Corolla, and uh, and and we stand at the edge of your property and and try to get your talk to you and say, hey, is there anything we can do to help around here? We need a place to hide out. What do you? How do you handle that situation? How do you kind of gauge? Should I trust these people? Do they have anything to add? Because they've been living in a you know, in a subdivision. Right. Well, first I would say buy a Ford. Um, you know, just just wrap the top. Corolla ain't gonna handle that, folks. Ford. No, no, I don't know. No, um, 
I don't have a lot to um, to give the the homesteading community. If if people know what they're doing, that's great. You know, I mean, uh, but yeah, try to be independent. Like start stocking up on food and toilet paper, mm -hmm. whatever things mm -hmm. that you wouldn't even think would be hard to find. Mm -hmm. You know, even six months ago, a year mm -hmm. ago, mm -hmm. like. The world's different. Yeah. How, 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 what is your outlook for prepping? Like how, what do you, what time frame are you prepping for? Oh, um, just every day. No, I mean like how far out are you looking? Like if things go down, I need to be able to survive for this amount of time. Yeah, that's, I don't know. I mean, a month, a month. At least a month. Maybe if you can at least be ready for the grid to go down for two or three weeks. That would be really beneficial for so many people, so many Americans mm -hmm. that are, you know, like I'm from Florida. So we have hurricanes all the every year, you know, and you're you might lose power for a day. You might not lose power at all. You might lose it for a month, mm -hmm. you know, so start prepping for <clears throat> at least a short term. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the way the world is now, it could be a lot longer. So follow up question, uh, prepare as much as you can follow up question. Yeah. If things hit the fan and I show up at your homestead with my family and I say, we only have maybe a couple weeks worth of food in the trunk of my Corolla, mm -hmm. but I've got guns and ammo. I know how to shoot and I know how to work. Does that make and and my kids don't, but I'll make sure that they figure it out real quick. <laughs> Does that make me valuable, or should I move on? Hypothetically, hypothetically, me. You know what? If if I didn't know you at all, it might be weird. But knowing you, um, I would say you're welcome, Mars. You know, and and I brought my typewriter. I don't know if that helps or not. Well. You, you're at least two. I got five typewriters. Okay. All right, then, then you're welcome. And he's, ribbons. He's got a week's worth of food and five typewriters. You're like, like do you I have, have any no skill? Food, but five typewriters. Any provisions? Any skills? And I'm like, well, I can write kids' stories. Yeah, I can write some kids' books. So I don't know if that helps. Can, my kids are bored. Yeah, I was gonna say you can hand right. those off to the kids, and that's psychological. That there effect, you go. You know. But the yeah. interesting thing, my wife, of course, and your you wife too. Of course, you would love education, right? I mean, we got all kinds of stuff we can contribute. Oh, absolutely. But the important stuff is ammunition, food, what else? Uh, well, I would just say knowledge, you know, like you need to know who your neighbors are. Really, it's more about networking, I guess, like get to know your neighbors, get to know the people around you, because if society collapses if that's what you're asking me hmm. um you know the closest people to you are going to be the most valuable people to yeah. you yeah so, absolutely yeah. i mean what do you think Jonathan? yeah i think um absolutely uh having a, a network knowing your neighbors is very important that's one of the reasons why they've pushed uh the internet and the technology that supports the internet 
for the past 20 years mm-hmm. is to decentralize uh, or to or, or to not decentralize, but to delocalize you mm-hmm. so that you mm-hmm. know more about somebody in Bangladesh that you talk to every night than you do about your next door neighbor. Mm-hmm. And when the kid is bleeding and you need to go to the doctor, but you don't have any gas in your car because there hasn't been any gas for the past six months. Your neighbor does, but you don't know your neighbor, so you might not ask. You know, mm. it's or he might not help you. You'll ask him because it's your kid. But so, you know, part of the agenda has been to destroy not just the nuclear family, but also destroy local communities, mm. uh, especially mm-hmm. in middle class suburbanite environments where those people don't need the government. You know, we don't need the government. Yep. We don't need the government to protect us. We don't need the government nope. to provide for us. Nope. Uh, and that makes you the enemy. And so what they want to do is they want to destroy you, uh, to destroy us. And uh, that's the best way to do it. Um, so knowing your neighbors is very important. Um, even if you don't like them, you know, yeah, it, no one, you know, no one likes anybody. But you, you get to know them anyways, mm-hmm. you know, and out of pure pragmatism, if nothing else. And, uh, and good fences make for good neighbors. Uh, so boundaries are good. It's wisdom right there. Have them over for a barbecue, you know, but don't, you know, don't text them every night, you know, asking, you know, about the latest drama in their kids' lives. Right. And so, um, that's a good point. And then, uh, another thing is, uh, the 72 hour rule. Uh, a former cop friend of mine, uh, at one of the gun shops told me about this one time. He said that, uh, in law enforcement, they call it the 72 hour rule. Where uh, if disaster strikes, you know, hurricane, nuclear bomb, uh, earthquake, whatever, tornado. um, If people don't get clean water within 72 hours, uh, they start cannibalizing each other. Um, Not an exaggeration. You will you will drink the blood of the neighbor next door that you don't know Mm. in order to make the broth for the stew to keep your children alive. Mm. So 72 hour rule, you need at least at bare minimum and it's easy to get. You need 72 hours worth of food, potable water and, um, and whatever else you might need, you know, whether it's medications or, you know, whatever, um, you know, prioritization. Um, anytime you go to the grocery, spend as much excess money as you can on non-perishable foods, canned goods, uh, dry goods. Yeah. Dried goods, you know, five gallon buckets with, uh, uh, mylar bags, you know, with, uh, rice and beans and them. Um, if you can, you know, get a freezer and, you know, a generator, then great. A generator is not weirdly enough. A generator is actually kind of a problematic thing to have uh, for security reasons because you can't run it indoors uh, because of the fumes and it's yeah and you can't really it's a security risk to run it outdoors because it's loud and it's exactly and it's vulnerable so plus you know you have to have a reservoir of gas right and you need to not delude yourself into thinking that you can bug out and live in the woods you can't you won't survive you'll break your ankle or get a compound fracture or scratch the wrong thorn Get an infection and you'll die. Yeah, nobody's that connected. To nature no, anymore. no one's. You're not that good. Yeah, you know. Yep. Uh, I mean, maybe if you're like John Lovell, you know, or some other, you know, special operations forces type person who's, you know, been to SEER training or something, then sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but you are not that person, and neither am I. So your home becomes your castle or your fortress, or you have a bug out location that is within, hopefully, 
an hour's drive. Uh, anything more than that, and you're really running the risk of hitting a traffic bottleneck on the interstate somewhere. Yeah. Uh, that's a real problem. Having a network of people is important. Um, you know, friends, family, some sort of a plan, just like you have plans for your children with, uh, you know, fire, um, you have, or, or a home in, intruder, you should have a plan for something like this. Um, water filtration is good. Mm -hmm. Uh, buying like a Berkey water filter yep. is uh, a buddy of mine turned me on to that. That's a great thing. Also live straw. Yeah. It's great. And a live pinch. straw, yep. uh, and have, um, uh, have a rain barrel. Uh, have some sort of water collection. City ordinances be damned. Uh, I mean, hide it. You know, who cares? Like, they, uh, there are a lot of places out there that, a lot of counties that uh, consider it illegal to collect rainwater. And, uh, you know, they can suck it, dude. Like, do it anyways. Yep. You know, yeah. and just hide the it. The city can't be there to protect you. Yeah, the, the city's not going to provide you water. Right. You know? you know, when the water goes down, the city's supposed to provide, at least here. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to have some sort of means to get water. Yeah. And a little bit of uh, a little bit of bleach or some sort of uh, purification tablets are necessary if you're going to store water. I don't know if our town has any uh, prohibitions against that. It doesn't, fact, thankfully. Yeah. And, and even if it did, they wouldn't be checking. No. Uh, no. You know, what are they yeah. yeah. A lot of places so, do. But, One thing that our city does, does uh, have an issue with is that if you live within city limits you can't have animals you know right. you can't raise like chickens know, chi exactly or hogs. exactly and chickens are like the entry level number one thing that you get I mean, yeah just, right right get yeah, the automatic number one like okay you have chickens right Three eggs. Oh, of course i don't have any chickens i don't either yeah i'm uh, like 20. wow it's 20 awesome. chickens how many how many nice. eggs do you guys get a day well i would say like that's breakfast for an entire family. Yeah, man, that's great. That's awesome. That's great. So, that's so awesome. healthy too. Out of the twenty, you know, you might get sixty to seventy percent production, like every day. Sometimes more, sometimes not. Really? But on yeah. average, maybe seventy percent. How long is an egg good for? Uh, <laughs> indefinite, as far as I don't, I don't know. Uh, we eat them so fast. I don't know how long. It's awesome. Last. What other animals do you have? After chickens, after you got that on lockdown. Oh, we got a cat, you know, we got a dog. Mm hmm You know, the fun ones. Right, they keep the rodent the they keep the rodent problem in check. But yeah. I mean as far I as really food want, supply. I really want some pigs. I'd have to add that too. Okay. Goats are a good one. I, I really want some pigs. Maybe a uh, one or two cattle. Yeah. Like one that you got the space for it, right? One that uh, two acres. I don't know if that's enough. It's not for one. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, should so be. Yeah. Or, or goats. Yeah. Yeah. Goats, goats are good. Goat milk. I mean, yeah. It doesn't taste as good as cow milk, but it's okay. <laughs> it's so okay. Regardless, it's okay. regardless of this, is my, my next question is, regardless of the size of your property, I'd like to ask Jonathan, what are some good perimeter security best practices? Oh, yeah. yeah. Please. Like, um, Automatic turrets? Or yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if you've ever if you've ever seen aliens, um, you or or the excellent Mads Mikkelsen movie Polar, uh, then, wow, you know, it's intense. Automated automated turrets are the answer. Sentry guns. Sentry yes. guns. If you've ever played Call of Duty, uh, sentry guns are the answer. Next question. Next. Okay. Yes. Judah Friedlander. Next no, question. Sentry guns. Next question. No. Um. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> they're um <laughs> awesome. aside from like uh your standard issue like jingle bells booby traps or jingle bells warning system you know you can take like some christmas bells and tie them to a uh but that doesn't really do you any good because you're if especially if you have livestock you're going to be dealing with predators you know like coyotes and stuff who can trip those trail cams are trail cams are really good mm -hmm. uh cctv systems are not that expensive nowadays not like they used to be okay uh, i mean they install them in your doorbell you know at this point yeah so yeah. that's a good thing honestly the absolute I don't, I don't feel comfortable with the internet uploading or clouding my you know my family's well cctv videos. is supposed to be independent of the internet yeah. well, well closed cap yeah closed circuit closed circuit, so yeah. what i'm asking is so you get your own little uh recording device to record mm -hmm. or what do you do yeah i mean you could you know you could make that a closed circuit system i mean cctv of some sort would be the best way to do it um but really honestly have uh have at least a handgun uh, preferably a handgun and a rifle uh, preferably a semi-automatic rifle such as an ar-15 or an ak-47 or some main battle rifle mm -hmm. and a full rifle cartridge 308 you know, AR-10, M1A, FAL, you know, even the Setmes, um, have something like that. Setmes? Yeah, there it's, it's like, uh, <laughs> Setmes, it's like a, uh, an HK-91. It's another semi-automatic 308. Okay. Um, okay. I've yeah. never owned one. Uh, I'm not a fan of them, but some people like them. And, uh, so anyways, let me ask you another, so let me see a question re related to that. If, mm -hmm. if someone is watching and, uh, <clears throat> they don't have firearms, but they, they want to at least get a rifle. Yeah. And uh, they don't know anything about it. They feel like the bottom's going to drop out any second. They don't have time to do the research and they just want to go and get an affordable gun yeah. that has, you know, the capacity and the firepower they need to keep them and their family safe. What would you recommend? Hmm. Um, an AR 15. Yeah. AR 15 and 5.56. It's the most user friendly, the most modular. Um, an AK 47 is great, but. They are. It, but in order to get one that has the same uh, cross compatibility and user friendliness with like your kids and your wife and you, as far as like, you know, being able to put a red dot on it and have an adjustable stock in order to get something like that, you have to spend usually over a grand, which you can do. And if you can afford it, do it. Absolutely. Because the caliber is great. Um, and it's readily available still, despite the importation ban. Magazines are not any more expensive. You know, all that stuff's still out there. The AK market has really blown up in the past 10 years, no pun intended. But, uh, but the AR-15 really is kind of America's rifle. Everybody can shoot it. Everybody can use it. Um, it's, it's extremely modular and customizable and user-friendly. Um, the ammo with the occasional shortage is pretty readily available and everybody will have it including national guard armories uh so you can get pretty much whatever you need whenever you need it um either one is fine uh I, i'm not opposed to either one but i would say if you're on a budget it's easier to get more bang for your buck by getting something like a smith and wesson mp15 you know or a ruger um ar556 or you know and it doesn't those are also rifles yeah, those are all AR-15s, and it doesn't really matter what brand you get for the most part. Stay away from the polymer receiver ones because they're not very durable, especially under rapid fire. So get something with an aluminum standard metal receiver, which is 98% of the companies out there. And, um, and you can do all that for 
a thousand bucks or less and still be able to get something that everybody can shoot and use uh, a flashlight, a two point sling and a red dot are and iron sights are pretty much the only things that you, I really insist that people have for any sort of defensive gun. Uh, have have as much ammo as you can. Try to have at least a thousand rounds for every caliber you shoot, uh, bare minimum, uh, untouched, um, and then build from there. That's your hard deck. Don't break that. And then honestly, get a dog. Like there's no alarm system better than a dog. I mean, it, we've been doing this dance with them for thousands of years. Yep. It's in it's in their DNA to bark at everything and to protect the hallway mm-hmm. or the or the front door, you know, or the backyard. And they're better than just about every technology that you have. They're cheaper. They can eat eggs. You know, they're 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 easy to take care of. I mean, they can eat whatever. And um, cat's not going to bark. No, the cat's not going to warn you. You know, the cat is good for sanitation. Weirdly enough, despite yeah. the well, litter box issue, rodents. Yeah, you have an outdoor cat, an outdoor cat, a barn cat. A barn cat. Barn cats are, you know, that's like the one redeeming value of cats. Yep. Yep. Aside from being able to see the shadow people, they can also, you know, they can <laughs> right. also see, you know, they can also take care of rats and snakes. And I'm stuff another, like I actually have two questions for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, tell people about your, so you're recommending all these rifles. Tell people why I'm deferring to you to recommend rifles. I've worked in a gun shop or I've worked in two gun shops for the better part of four to five years now. And then I've been a shooter for probably the past 20 years. Um, and I've just, I've spent a lot of money on ammo. So, <laughs> you know, and I've taken some classes. I've, I've taken some good classes. Uh, I've had the privilege of having a lot of friends who know a whole lot more than I'll ever, they've forgotten more than I'll ever. Ginger remember. Patriot for uh, one. Yeah, Ginger Patriot. Yep. A few weeks ago. Yeah. And so you, you have these opportunities to develop some sort of a skill. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's kind of where like the network thing comes in handy. You want people who ideally you want a plan with a network of people. There's a great book that uh, Delta clued me into uh, called uh, Patriots. I don't remember the author's name, but it's about this. It's about it's like a preppers. It's a novel basically about prepping okay. in in the apocalypse, you know, right. like nuclear war or something happens. I can't remember what it was. And, you know, everybody sort of all these friends who have like one's a doctor and one's like a security guy, you know, and the other's like an IT person and the other's a farmer and them and their wives, they all get together. You know, they have a coordinated meeting place. They have a bunker, they have a perimeter set up, they have fire watch, you know, established and, you know, with with watch posts, you know, and who does what. And um, and they have medical supplies. <clears throat> that's the ideal. Right. That Hardly gonna, anybody. That's going to be one of my questions about organization. How do you yeah. do that? I need to get that book. Yeah, it's cool. I got it at the house. I'll, uh, I'll give it to you. Cool. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but I'm pretty sure it's called Patriots. Um, yeah, organization's important. Uh, you know, you, you have to have people you trust outside of people, you know, and people you trust, uh, friends of friends, you know, if, um, if cell networks are still established, then you can vet people who show up at your door saying like, Oh, I'm, I'm Jonathan's friend, you know, uh, and have some sort of communication word, some sort of indicator that only you and Jonathan would know. So that friend can say, Hey, by the way, yeah. The Secret word, code, baby. Right, the word right. that I'm supposed Which, to tell you so you know how to the trust watch me, word. this is the word, the watchword. Yeah, the watchword right. is important. And, um, yeah, and uh, it's, great it's a great idea. Great. And, um, and then if you don't have that, then beyond that, if this is just some stranger off the street who shows up at your gate, um, v- you know, based on 
your needs. If you need somebody to help you, you know, move a, a trailer that's broken down, mm-hmm. let them move the trailer, have somebody watch mm-hmm. the scene and then uh, don't let them in any area where you don't have to let them in because who knows if they're really like a spy, mm-hmm. you know, sneaking into your camp to scope it out for the marauders mm-hmm. uh, and then get them out of there as soon as possible. And, um, or, or, you know, if you don't need them, if you don't need them, don't have them. Uh, don't let them in, you know, give them, actually don't give them anything. Just don't. You're let me ask you to... a follow up question to that. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, firearms, dogs, you know, all these things that you've mentioned, um, are good for, that's kind of interior defense. Once they get to your door, your four walls, so to speak, uh, property extends beyond that. There is an outer perimeter. Yeah. Uh, what are some good, and a dog can tie into this too, but it what are some it. other, what are some other measures you can take best practices to protect your outer perimeter mm-hmm. of your property, whether you live on a homestead and you're out in the country, or maybe if you're in the site, even more importantly, cause this is my case, yeah. you live in the suburbs, you don't have a big, you just have like a quarter of quarter of an acre with a house filling up most of it yeah. and maybe a fence around the backyard. Yeah. Like what do you do to protect your outer perimeter? Your offset. Yeah. As they would say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, again, uh, like ADT, you know, a CCTV system, um, something that, you know, most houses, it's not uncommon for houses to have cameras in, in at the corners under the gutters these days. Uh, and you can have that arranged so that it ties into, you can have it installed. I'm sure Best Buy probably offers something like that where you could just have it installed in your house and it just runs to an internal system. I mean, businesses do it. But it's got to run to an internal yeah. system. That's the thing. Wow. Everything you can find at Home Depot is like, it's Wi-Fi connected, Bluetooth connected. Yeah. yeah, and Bluetooth's okay. If the but grid goes, some... are you talking about like if the grid goes down yeah. or if you don't have if access the, if to the, that? If the grid goes down, yeah. At that point, you're looking at human resource. You're looking at yes. you're looking at like you know people. You know, you're right. you're gonna say, okay, well, you're on Firewatch, so you know for the next three hours, you know from eighteen hundred to twenty one hundred. Yeah, you know, usually four hour, three to two to four hour blocks typically is what you can get out of somebody for a fire watch before it starts to get, you know, they start to fall asleep um, because they have other things that they need to do. You know, and it depends yeah. on how many people you have, you know, yeah, like sleep, you gotta have sleep <laughs> or drink. You know, sleep you know? is after yeah. water and shelter. Sleep is like you got to yeah. have it. Yeah. You can't think clearly. You're it's done. Really you're going to be drinking. Yeah, well, you're... and that's one thing that, you know, ideally you want to have almost like go bags that you could just hand to people. So it's like, here, here's this. It's got an AR, a handgun and a shotgun, medical kit and a flare and a knife in it, mm-hmm. you know, and and, uh, and here, go, go take, you know, yep. you take the north. Here's another one for you. You go take the east. Here's another one for you. South, you know, whatever. And uh, radios. Radios was, are not a bad idea. I was going to ask. Uh, a hand crank emergency radio is a pretty cheap investment. And then if you have any of those Baofeng, uh $25 radios, um, those have to be. They're How do you spell that? It's, uh, it's Chinese. B-A-O-F-E-N-G. Bao, or it's either F-E-N-G or F-U-N-G. Baofeng or Baofeng, one of the two. Um, and with cool. those, you can even uh, hack into... Um, uh, FAA frequencies. Which I got a, I got a friend. Uh, you know him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Michael. Mm. And he's, uh, he has, he's got his license. He's got a short wave. Yeah. And he's got his ham license. And he was showing me yeah. all that stuff. Ham radio is cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'd, I'd like to learn more. Ham radio is a good way to build a network outside. Of, it's a stationary system, but it's a good way to build a network that is outside of your immediate surroundings. Mm. So if you need to coordinate with somebody, 
a couple miles away, you know, a mile away beyond hailing distance Mm -hmm. in the next town over, you know, and you need to say like, Hey, you know, we got a supply come a supply run coming to you guys. You know, we got somebody out there. This is what he looks like. Blah, blah, blah. He's coming to pick up this, you know, he's our people. Okay. Yeah, sure. What's the watchword? Yep. Here's a watchword. blah, blah, blah. You know, that's, that's where ham radios and monitoring. I mean, having a police scanner, uh, those Balfung radios that can hack into FAA frequencies, which is why I think they actually put a moratorium on their importation last year. Uh, yeah. Really? <clears throat> yeah. You on can, ham radios? No, no, no. On those Balfung walkies. On those oh, Balfung walkie talkies. Wow. You okay. can get them programmed to, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll tap into. Moratorium uh, on importation. So you can only get what's already here. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. But, but I mean, they're out there. They're not get expensive. Get them while they're hot. Yeah. Get them while they're hot, baby. Yeah. 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 Understood. I just so happen to have a small supply of them now. Um, <laughs> click uh, the link below. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And anything yeah, that, if it runs off of uh, hand, you know, any sort of uh, manual generation, hand crank of some sort, that's ideal, you know. And, and two, a typewriter, you know, honestly. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. Having a typewriter is a yeah. good idea, you yeah. know, because you can't hack a typewriter. And you know what? You can always you type know, out that, that watchword, that watchword. You yeah. can use that at the end of your communication on a typewriter. Right. When that missive is delivered. Yeah. To its intended recipient, they're going to know that uh, this is this is legit. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, Wake Waters, baby. That's right. Yeah, that's right, baby. Uh, typewriters are great. It, you know, you can. Uh, they don't require a battery. They don't require electricity. Uh, the ribbon and mechanical failures are the only two. And paper supply are the only things that you have to watch out for. But honestly, like. <clears throat> You really want something that'll do, you want to be prepared for six months to a year. Not that it'll ever get that bad, but the thing is, it might not get better. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I remember of all things, uh, a great resource for this actually is uh, the Zombie Survival Guide, weirdly enough, by Max Brooks. Same guy who, it's the book he wrote before World War Z. Okay. And so the Zombie Survival Guide is, uh, it's his less popular book. But it's awesome and it's funny and it's satirical. But what he did was he actually took a bunch of Y2K prepper books mm-hmm. and he sort of gleaned and culled from them. And he's Mel Brooks's son, so he understands the humor of it all. But he gleaned a bunch of information from that and incorporated it in how would we apply that to a zombie apocalypse? So, well, you, know, you know, having things like a bicycle, you know, bicycle is a good idea. Um, you know, traveling, traveling, low visibility, traveling at night, not skylining over hills, you know, going, uh, taking the low ground whenever you Have you can. seen my tactical bike? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nick's I, took, I took an old, uh, uh, Fiji. It was like this yellow street slash mountain bike, cheap bike. Yeah. It's awesome. Uh, and I spray painted it camouflage, took all the reflectors <laughs> Actually, off. I have not seen it because Nick's camouflage. Right. Cause so it's good, so, yeah. it's camouflaged so I've well. I've heard of it. I put a little, uh, carriage on the back to throw a bug out bag on. <laughs> Oh, nice. And yeah. it is in the dark. You can't see me coming or going Yeah. until I hit the brakes. <laughs> I need to replace the brakes. But, uh, but it's cool. Yeah. It, it's just really cool. If you want to get around at night and not be seen, that's the way to do it. And, there, you know, I mean, there's, I can't think of a scenario currently yeah. in a civilized society where that would be necessary. But you never know. The time may come where you might need to yeah. move around undetected. Yeah. Well, there's no guarantee that even once the National Guard is mobilized, you know, and Kansas's National Guard gets flown or bussed or trained out here, that anything's going to work out, depending on the nature of what the disaster is. I mean, it, you know, you 
some terrorist blows some train tracks and blows a water filtration plant, you know, and, and uh, man, that everything that is affected by that is <laughs> screwed, yeah. you know, and, uh, and who knows if, you know, if, if there are follow-up attacks after that, uh, or say there's just a hurricane, you know, or, or say there's an earthquake and there will yeah. be at some point, you know, well, depending on the political volatility of the situation of the, of the circumstances, like people might continue the chaos. Mm -hmm. It might not be as simple as just waiting for the red cross to show up. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like when, you know, in the hood, when uh, somebody has a heart attack and the ambulance goes in, a lot of times the ambulance has to go in with a police escort. Cause it gets shot at. They either get, yeah. I Jeez. mean, EMTs have to wear body armor a lot of times. And even if they, and even if nothing happens to them, when they go in, you know, uh, all the urbanites come out. And, Dude, when they're a pocket you know, society where your ambulance drivers ambulance. have to wear body armor, right? You know, there's no going back. Yeah, yeah. So it, uh, right. yeah. God so just because you know, people predatory, predatory people are just like predators. Predators don't go for the strongest gazelle. Predators go for the gazelle that's you know they they take targets of opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, caloric output versus caloric intake mm -hmm. so if there's some sort of a natural disaster or something bad happens i mean you know that's your bottom dollar baby that like you know the gangs and the motorcycle clubs or whatever they're trying to call themselves these days because they're all a bunch of fat losers uh are gonna come out of the woodwork to try and take advantage of the situation and you know they're going to you know they're gonna perpetuate the destabilization you know uh, and so yeah there's going to be a flash of that yeah at the beginning they won't last long but there will be once yeah. things go down you're going to see a flash of that activity yeah for sure and do you think you so put yourself in a predator mindset if you're going down a suburban street and you yeah. see that the windows are boarded up yeah is that a sign that this is the weak gazelle or is this somebody who's no that's a good to... idea yeah, yeah that's a very good idea because even i know good people well uh, I, I say good people i know normal fairly well adjusted people <laughs> well you who... know some good people <laughs> i do yeah yeah a few good men we, you know sir. two you know two <laughs> i know at least two i'm thinking of one person in particular who is a professional but when he was in school for his profession uh, I mean, he went to chiropractic school, so that kind of tells you a lot of what oh, you need to know. Geez, yeah, and him and guy. what, but here's something to keep in mind. No, they he it makes was, a ton of more money than doctors do. Yeah, yeah. A ton more. But chiropractors he, are legit. Yeah, bro. It was it was him and a bunch of his uh, and a bunch of uh, veterans, and they had survived Hurricane Ike. Uh, this was in Houston, and uh, he talked to, and he used to brag about how like their plan. These are veterans. You know, these are guys that, you know, you're supposed to you're supposed to praise, you know, as demigods, as yeah. perfect patriotic specimens. Yeah. And uh, these guys all had a plan to be marauders to should have shown them some love when they got out of the service. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. And so you will have people who you think are normal, well-adjusted people, you know, who maybe maybe are pushed to really intense circumstances. And maybe they're not. Maybe it's just their MO that they're going to fall back on immediately because of their flawed you know, uh, inferior moral character and their weakness, uh, who will be marauders. And so things might look normal and stable, but you're going to have people rolling through your house, you know, or rolling through your neighborhood looking for 
easy targets. targets. Yeah. So yeah, if you got some plywood, you know, if you got some pallets, you know, strip that stuff down and use it to board up your windows. You don't need those windows anyways. I mean, they're just liabilities. They just render your house porous, you know. Would you would you board them up on the outside of the window or the inside of the window? What do you think? Mm. Greg, what do you think? Oh, um, would you if you saw a house and the 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 windows the were boarded up from the outside I versus the inside? I would say the inside would would be more secure. Mm-hmm. The outside would be would look be look more, more intimidating. Well, yeah, it sends a message. So maybe you do both. If you got enough wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got but wood, I, baby. You know, I got all kinds of wood. I, I stand outside <laughs> with my uh, AK forty seven. It's shooting in the air. Yeah, with your El Guapo, El Guapo style, or with your double barrel shotgun. You know, hey, Ruffo, according the to guns. according to our commander in chief, that's, that's how you that's how you ward them off. You know? Yeah, yeah, and they're like, oh, I don't want to mess with that guy. Yeah, yeah. Or guy's stand crazy. out there naked. So stand out there naked way. with a gun. That's yeah, true. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. They'll be more afraid of your willingness to be nude than me with a gun. Yeah, and slather yourself in Hershey's syrup. And then just lick it off occasionally. They don't know it's Hershey syrup. You know exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. Exactly. That's all you need. Can you, you know what? Also do that for the camera, please. Uh, oh, sizzling. we're gonna get banned for. Uh, this is an explicit yeah. episode. <laughs> well, I mean, Abe Lincoln's on deck. <laughs> Abe Lincoln says, "Stay strapped to get clapped." <laughs> I had uh, uh, I can't remember where I typed in it, but our last episode with Biden versus uh, Lincoln versus Biden, I said, yeah. uh, comparing the size of their dictators. <laughs> I saw something that something like awesome. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't apply to prepping. Sorry, would be like I'll a, edit that out. Abe but... Lincoln in the prepocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the prepocalypse. Prepocalypse. Yeah, yeah. What happens if you're fully prepped? You fought off. You know, roving gangs of marauders, and then you see Bigfoot. Mm. What do you do? What do you do to prepare for Big? (laughs) There's no prepping for that. Yeah. You You push your wife and kids out the door and say, "Just take them." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, take my young daughters instead. Yeah, you you pull a lot. You You know. I'm capping out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so best thing for outer perimeter is probably signs that you are not weak prey. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But signs. Like let's talk about signs. Because if we want to put signs on our perimeters, you know, the federal government is, you know, I think outrageously it- overreaching. So if you put something out there that says if you loot we shoot you loot, we shoot. Yeah. Right. And then you shoot because somebody invades your property. Yeah. They can use that against you. Yeah. So you got to be smart. You got to be careful. Severed heads of anything you kill. Oh, there you go. You know, like, anything. You got to be careful. Yeah. I mean, at that point, it's not going to matter. Just human heads. <laughs> yes. I mean, whatever. Ooh, nice. At that point, if it's that unstable, rule of law has gone away. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. So you need to send a message. No, whether but it's... I'm saying the rule of law now. If you oh, have no. a sign that says, "If you lose, yeah. we shoot," in yeah. America, in America, honest, yeah, and then somebody tries to 
you know, loot your property. Yeah. Use shoes and you have that sign. Yeah. The state can use that against you. Yeah, they will. Yeah. They'll use that to say that you are trigger happy and hoping to commit. Right. You You wanted it. Yeah. You wanted it. It seems like there are phases of, you know, the shit hitting the fan. You really have to be careful about what you. You know, there's the current yeah. state the flags you fly, so oh yeah yeah absolutely absolutely the signs you put out you know right. the the indicators that you're willing to do violence to protect yourself mm-hmm. you know but like right now there's the current society then there's society under martial law yeah uh then there's so a collapse of society and the military still trying to maintain control or order mm-hmm. and then the next level is there is no military there's no law and order. And it's and anarchy. It's, and it's and it's the marauder it's marauder season because they're yeah. gonna organize they're <laughs> yeah. already organized right now. Yeah. They're, those bands already exist, those tribes exist. And I got news for you, the cops are gonna be every bit as bad as the marauders because they're gonna be marauding too. I mean, my yeah. buddy did talk about that, that like yeah, the cops awesome. in Houston, the cops were looting the Walmart. Not they wow. weren't protecting the Walmart. Wow, dude. They were looting the Walmart. Wow. So this whole this whole fetishization of law enforcement and military of uh, these people as being moral entities by simple virtue of the fact that they're wearing a badge or a uniform is a complete fantasy. You know, right. I mean, no, 100%. there are good people, obviously, who are, you know, who would take a stand, but you're going to follow orders. Uh, if you're in the military, you're going to be a good trooper and you're going to follow orders. And yep. if you're in law enforcement, you're going to, you know, make sure that you go home that night. Yep. And uh, and you will you're going to protect your pension. Yeah, and you're going to yeah if if pensions even exist at that point. Yeah, but, but they'll flex you know they'll flex their authority you know they'll flex their power because violence is power and the ability to commit violence is really you know the only power that really matters when all the paper gets burned. Yeah, you know. Yep. So yep. So let's say we've survived somehow. Mm-hmm. Uh, mil- martial law, marauders. And uh, the occasional urban survivor that's mm-hmm. wandered onto your property. Let's say we're past all that. You know, what do we do then? Think local, act local. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and then, I mean, they talked about that actually in the the book. World War Z is really good, and it actually is weirdly enough a pretty good predictor of how a lot of this works. And um, in the book, they lose a lot of ground. Uh, They have to retreat west of the Rockies. But eventually, they reorganize, restructure, and they start a slow march towards the East Coast. Mm. Just mile by mile, you know. And uh, and they talk about how a lot of... They encountered pockets of human resistance, you know, along the way of, like, camps and outposts and little fortresses and places where like these people had survived on their own after they had been abandoned by their government, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the government would come back and try to like say, Hey, we're back and we're reclaiming this land for America. And, you know, welcome back. And sometimes these people would say like, no, you're not because you abandoned us. We don't need you. You know, that's something that probably would really happen. And, and by the way, the end of that story is uh, another like Waco. You know, the government says, no, we're back and we're taking it. We're back and we're taking yep. it. And yeah, the, I think the line from the president in that was, uh, I want these Very people. Laconian. Yes. I want these people dealt with swiftly and as quietly as possible. Just like in, uh, 
what's it called? The, the, the show Sweet Tooth about the hybrids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in a way, society has collapsed. Yeah. You know, and then there's the ge- that general. What's his name? What's the bad guy's name? Oh, yeah. I, I don't remember. Um, anyway, yeah. he's rolling through towns. Yeah. He has total, you know, he has totalitarian control. Yeah. And it's those people. The head of faux governments, mm-hmm. you know, militaries that they built up the around vacuum, themselves. Because nature abhors a vacuum. Mm-hmm. So, yep, absolutely right. Yeah, those are the people that worry me. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. Like with social media, like there's no part of me that fears the the SJW mob, you know? Because like, what are you people gonna do? You're you're gonna, you know, you're gonna get my social media accounts banned, you know? So that I'm gonna have to create another one, you know, or you're gonna like what you're maybe if I'm you know if I have like some corporate job you're gonna get me fired, you know. Well, I mean somebody out there is still gonna hire me, you know. So I mean like people shouldn't scare you. The only people that should scare you are the people who have a monopoly on violence, and there's only one game in town. Mm-hmm. That has the monopoly on violence. Yep, and it's certainly not the Antifa crowd. No, nope. you know. So I just had a great idea for a book. Yeah, maybe you can help me with this. The Pirate Survival Guide, meaning <laughs> how to survive the apocalypse using the survival strategies of <laughs> pirates from the Golden Age. That's awesome. <laughs> how to dry and salt meat. Yeah. How to preserve water. Yeah. How to find. Uh, you know how to find fruit and resources. How to enough scurvy. Yeah. You know how to keep a how to keep your party happy. Yeah. From mutiny. Isolation. Plus, you know, you know, th- you know a, a, some sort of how to drill. Some sort of agreed upon code of conduct aboard yeah. a ship. You know, maybe even yeah. and you know you think about the the apocalypse happening. That's a good idea. If you live close to the coast, you might want to get offshore for a while. Yeah, yeah. How do you survive at sea? Yeah. You yeah. know, for long stints, how do you navigate? Yeah, what kind of fishing supplies That'd do be a you cool need? Book. Navigation. I think about all the different survival yeah. guides, the ultimate survival guide. You know, how to survive in the woods, like all of these books out there. There's nothing like from a, a pir- when you think about what pirates did during the golden age, they had no support. They yeah. had to find their own resources yep. at sea. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be an interesting book. That'd that's be, a good idea. That'd be an interesting book. Well, that's a good idea because there's a lot of people yeah, who really will probably like on along the coast, you know? Who will do that? They'll go out to the Gulf of Mexico. They'll go down to the Florida Keys. People know. with sailboats are set up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good idea. Is the gas going to run out? Yeah. No, I changed my mind. I'm moving to Florida. Let's, Let's go. Let's go. Florida man. Let's go <laughs> Florida back. Florida man. Lead us, lead us home. Take us home. <laughs> you are our apocalypse Moses. Take us to the promised land, baby. Florida Gandalf. <laughs> thy staff and thy rod. <laughs> old glam drink Greg. I'm old Greg. I'm old Greg. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah. That's a that's a good idea, Nick. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. I think I could go somewhere. A, a pirate's I love, guide I to the I love apocalypse. Pirates. Yeah, I love that whole age. Yeah. The the golden age of piracy, the golden age of sail. A pirate's guide to the apocalypse. How to blackbeard your way through the end of the world. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I'm loving to see the ideas already. <laughs> All right. We'll collaborate on that. Yeah. Well, uh, uh typewriter runoff.
or do you want to move or do you want to keep talking? What um, else you got? I, I, I don't have any more questions. I think this is really insightful. Uh, yeah. Final words on prepping, Greg, from someone who is actually in a better position to actually do Yeah, it. you are in a better position. Final words on prepping. What um, would you tell people who live in an apartment in the city? Prepare, um, you know, uh, if you have to move out of the city, that's okay too. Yeah. Just <clears throat> as best you can every day. Every way you can. Inspirational, deep, thought-provoking. Thank you, Greg. It's very sweet. What would you say? Um, five, five, six. Actually, if you can only have one gun, get a get a Glock nineteen. Mm, okay. Uh, if you can only afford one gun, if you got one shot, Glock nineteen will do just about everything you need to protect yourself. You know what? I got a friend from church named Ben. He just got one. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about that too. I need a semi. I mean, I got a revolver, but I, I need a semi. Yeah. Know. Well, because you can, um, I mean, like, it doesn't really matter what handgun for the most part you get. But if I could recommend something, I'd recommend a Glock 19 because it's, it's the AK 47 of the pistol world. Uh, the ammo's, it's high capacity. Everybody can shoot it. It's a nine, right? Nine yeah, millimeter. it's nine millimeter. Yeah, like everybody can use it. Um, it. It's not that expensive. There are tons of them. There are tons of parts for them. Tons of people know how to use them. Um, and you, like normally I would say, get an AR-15, you know, or some sort of a, you know, semi-automatic assault style battle rifle or something. But you can't conceal that. <clears throat> you know, you can, just about anybody can at least put a Glock 19 on their body somewhere, you know, and whether, you know, whether you're a man or a woman, uh, it may print, you know, it may not be comfortable, but you can do it. You know, you can hide that gun on you and you can take it with you when you got to leave. I got another question. The law here in Tennessee just changed regarding carrying <clears throat> firearm. <clears throat> yeah. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Constitutional carry. <clears throat> um, so for the longest time, uh, Tennessee was a, um, uh, I guess it technically was a shall issue state, uh, but but really like it's not hard to get a carry permit here. So you could get what they call a handgun carry permit in Tennessee. Uh, you had to take an eight-hour state-mandated course from a private company. Uh, there are tons of private companies. There was a whole cottage industry built around this uh, up until this year. <clears throat> and uh, and fair enough. I mean, I call it a cottage industry, but honestly, it you know it needed to exist because it was the only way you could carry a firearm. You can purchase a firearm, you can own a firearm in your home, you can own a firearm you know loaded in your home, you can own a firearm loaded in your vehicle because Castle Doctrine extends to the vehicle in in the state of Tennessee. <clears throat> but if you wanted to walk outside, if you wanted to carry your firearm concealed or not concealed. Uh, beyond your property, then much like most other states, um, you would have to, you know, go through the hoops to get a carry permit, uh, which typically involved a largely perfunctory eight-hour course, uh, four hours of classroom, four hours of range time to qualify, and uh, it costs anywhere between sixty and one hundred and thirty bucks, uh, depending on where you went. And um, it it was pretty boilerplate, you know. Um, I mean, it's it's a good idea to take it. Uh, I took it, and um, Tennessee eventually, uh, a few years ago, moved to having uh, lifetime permits, which was uh, another good idea. You wouldn't have to pay a renewal fee. You'd pay a flat fee, whether you uh, were 
applying for the first time or you were looking to renew uh, and then you'd never have to renew again. That's a good idea if you're under 50 because uh, it, it'll save you money in the long run um, and the stress of like having a renewal date come up on, you know, one more thing that you have to write a check for um, every year. Yeah, it's like every um, every six or seven years. Oh, gotcha. I can't remember. It's every six years, I believe. Okay. I can't remember. But um, but it sucks and it, either way. And it costs, depending on where you live, what county you live in, it can cost as little as, you know, probably 50, 60 bucks. It can cost as much as 100 bucks to renew. So, I mean, you know, unless you're, you know, going to be dead in the next 20 years, then it's worth it to, like, go ahead and get the lifetime. Um, but you had to have it, and they'd issue you a card, which would um, also function as uh, it's a state-issued ID with your picture. Uh, they take your picture, they get your fingerprints, you know, and then they'd send you the card in the mail. Just It looks like your driver's license. And uh, it was recognized by a bunch of other different states. And then they started to roll back on that a couple years ago where they started letting people uh, get a limited carry permit. And they call it a handgun carry permit because it only applies to handguns um, because you don't need a permit to carry a rifle in public in Tennessee. Uh, that's why you have guys with AR-15s making a statement in Starbucks, you know, gotcha. slung across the back. Um, so, but you need one for a handgun <clears throat> because weirdly enough, it's like the one time where like the government actually does react to firearms in a way that makes sense based off of the statistics because handguns kill way more people than AR-15s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. AR-15s are like something around 3% of the fatalities of, you know, gunshot fatalities. So anyways, um, Handgun carry permit is not called a CCW, a concealed carry permit, because with the handgun carry permit in the state of Tennessee, you can open or concealed carry. So you can have it tucked in your waistline or you can have it just hanging off your hip cowboy style, uh, whatever. So uh, and it only applies to handguns because that's the only thing that they regulate really when it comes to that. Gotcha. Um, but then they rolled it back a couple years ago and they started saying that if you uh, if you did not leave the state of Tennessee, you could take an online test uh, and get like a, a Tennessee only carry permit um, that was only good for Tennessee. And that was like a weird little stopgap until they recently earlier this year approved this year. of constitutional carry, <clears throat> which is good. Uh, that brings us to the current, you know, the current day with constitutional carry. Uh, constitutional carry eliminates the need to take a class and jump through hoops and also pay a fee. It was kind of a racket, kind of mm. like uh, MARTA. Yeah, like emissions. You know, it was much yeah, like emissions you could, because you had to pay for the class yourself. The state did not reimburse you for that um, because no one in government has ever read any Robert Heinlein. And, um, and then you also would have to pay an application fee of $125 to the state when you applied for your carry permit, even though you've already taken the class, even though you've already been certified by your instructor. So it was a stupid racket. Uh, it sucked. Um, I helped teach some of the carry classes. I know a lot of guys who ran carry classes, and they still do. It's a good idea to do it um, because if you're a new shooter, it's a good primer. You know, it's it's not like you the state should not regulate a constitutional right. The state technically cannot regulate a constitutional right, but no one's willing to do anything about that. Um, so they get away with it. Yep. It's unconstitutional. They shouldn't do it. Constitutional carry is long overdue. 
Uh, I'm all for it, but at the same time, you will... Here's the thing. You can have safety or you can have liberty, but you can't have both. Right. So you choose. Uh, I would rather have the chaos of morons and retards out there who have no idea what they're doing and they're too low IQ to be responsible, you know, walking around with guns than I would for the state to regulate what I can and can't have to protect myself. I, I trust the state less than I trust the stupidest meth head out there. Mm. And I've had multiple loaded firearms pointed in my direction in the past five months, you know, working at the job that I'm at. So like, and I've been shot at. So, you know, like as someone who has been there and continues to be there by the very nature of my job, I'm all for constitutional carry. And I think that it eliminates this hoity toity, you know, elitist pinky out, um, desperately pathetic subset, this FUD like subset of the gun world that thinks, you know, because they had to pay for a class, you should have to pay for a class too. You know, and it's like, well, you know, sorry, man. You know, I should have waited. Yeah, it should have waited, or you know what? Welcome or, to real or, life. Or, you, you know, know what? You're you did industrial... what you had to. You did what you had yeah. to do at the time. Yeah, you did what you had to do. With the circumstances were not permitting, so you, you know, you didn't have this. I didn't have this either. You know, like we've all paid the price for this when the circumstances sucked. You know, just be happy that the state isn't getting. You know, it's getting less money. I never thought I'd see the day when the state. It's would... kind of a socialist mm-hmm. mindset. Yeah, it is. Know? It's it's very. Um, it's very elitist. Yeah. You know, it's very like, I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. You know, you should have to suffer the same thing I, sh- I suffered. Well, why? Like what they su- what you suffered sucked. It shouldn't have ever happened in the first place. And like, it's a small miracle that the state has divorced itself of any money. I know any money at I all. Cause state does the state capital S does not do that. No, nope. the state only increases the money it takes. Yeah. And Tennessee is a very conservative state. It is. You know, yeah. and even Tennessee has a hard time. Yeah. So constitutional carry is a great thing. Um, does it create a lot of chaos because now you're not requiring people to take an education? Yeah. But you know what? At the same time, that education was pretty bland mm-hmm. to begin with mm-hmm. because we've always known it was. So it's it's not a bad idea. And two, if you're ever going to travel outside the state, constitutional carry does not apply to that. Right. So if you go down to Florida. If you go to Georgia, if you go to out, you know, any of these places, if you want to go on a road trip and you want to protect your family, you're still going to need to jump through the hoops to get a carry permit. Yeah. So eventually in an ideal world, all, all states would have constitutional carry and they would be uh, recognized um, with full reciprocity. Reciprocity and rec- recognition are not the same thing. Let me ask you this. Uh, Greg and I have kids roughly the same age. I have two. He's got five. So my two are roughly the same age of, you know, some yeah. of his kids. Uh, hunter safety. A lot of different courses out there. Kids that oh, haven't yeah. picked up a firearm yet. Yeah. Uh, where's the place? Where's the best place to go to find that information? Find that training. TWRA. You think so? Yeah. Through the state. Yeah. Uh, TWRA uh, at least provides a network, and um, you can hop online and um, find a place that's you know local. Um, if you have a friend who's certified, you know, go through them, someone you trust, um, you know, with the proliferation of, uh, social media, you know, you can usually see who's current and who's really good and who's not. You wouldn't have, they, they offer it online through different agencies now. Interesting. Hmm. Um, that's not preferable. 
but um, because kids are tactile learners mm. for the most part, you know, they need to do to learn because mm-hmm. um, they need to start developing those motor skills. So having having them in a classroom, you know, which they're already kind of conditioned for anyways. Now, I never had to take hunter safety, so I actually am not familiar with it. But I don't know, like if they have you, you know, holding a rifle, holding a shotgun, learning how to hold it, learning how to stand, sit, kneel, you know, all that stuff. Uh, learning how to line up your sights. If you can do it in person, it's better. If they offer that, if they don't offer that, do the easiest thing possible to get it out of the way. Find somebody who knows what they're doing. Have them teach your kids, or you teach your kids. Gotcha. You know, gotcha. Tactile, tactile learning when it comes to the firearms is the most important thing for children, though. If it's offered, mm-hmm. uh, being able to get literally get hands-on training—that's uh, the only thing that matters because it's a perishable skill. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know. Understood. All right, man. Let's move on to uh, typewriter one-offs. Yeah, typewriter yeah, one-offs. All right, all right. All right, all right I dug a little right. something up here. It's not that great, but uh, we'll yeah. see what we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right, ready for? Let's uh, do it. Rock paper scissors. Yes, sir. All right. One, two, three. Shoot. One, two, three. Shoot. Oh, lost again. Oh man, I'm two in a row. Oh, man. Nice. Oh man. Kind of makes me a little angry, but I know that he's got a pattern that I've just never paid attention to. And so it's all luck. It's my fault. It is all my <laughs> fault. Okay, here we go. Now let me move this over here. Here we go. Roanoke did not dance. His scarred and mutilated peers, ribboned in gold watch fobs, would point and call him Wallflower. The maidens would giggle from their clusters, covering their mouths as they uttered the words stick in the mud. But Roanoke would simply cross his arms and meet their gazes long enough to let them know that he had no fear of them, but also had more pressing matters to attend. He was not officially on duty. The gold had already been paid out. He was not so gauche as to baldric his basilard to his back at such royal court functions, but they would be fools to not suspect that he at least had a gut hook tucked under his belt, a blackjack belted to his pocket liner, and a stiletto and garrote wire lashed to his cuff-linked wrists. Half of his instruments he had not had to use since his days running security in the urban squalor, or his youth growing up on the border wall between civilization and the wild, savage lands beyond. But all that was a decade or more behind him. The veterans who mocked him while they drunkenly danced did not grasp that when a slinger bullet went past their heads, they had the benefit of training, armor, and cohorts at their flanks, and an empire behind them. As a freelancer, Roanoke had none of that. They were not equitable. When the giggling teases of the young, naive, sheltered maidens threatened to brand his banded collar hot with steam, Roanoke reminded himself that these were the same creatures who flung themselves weeping into cushions at the slightest hint of insulting innuendo and provocation. Roanoke was not above these people. He had been hired, after all, to protect them. He knew that self-righteousness got men killed. Besides, humility was the first step towards wisdom, and he'd be damned if he was going to catch metal and bleed his last for the sake of his demon's ego. Pride took an archangel. He prayed it would not take him. So he endured their verbal slings and arrows. They were, after all, easier to dodge than the real deal. 
Besides, being at the gala tonight freed his boss, the captain, to stay at home and enjoy retirement with his wife. The captain was a friend. He liked helping his friends, especially those who grew old in a profession where good men died young. Roanoke hoped to grow old, but he did not think he would make it. He was not that lucky, governed, or wise. But as a lancer, he was loyal, and that counted for something. And so as the music played and the spirits loosened the flesh, Roanoke watched the royal court dance. Roanoke did not dance. But when he did, it was to the keening wail and hissing bite of his own plied instruments. And he always put his best foot forward. It just so happened that his best foot was his left. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Where did that come Where did that come from? That was cool. I don't know. I had a... I love the name Roanoke, by the way. Yeah, That's I don't... So cool. I have no idea. Like, it, it's so weird how stuff happens. Like, the phrase... I was laying in bed one night. Probably actually, like, was woken up for some... I, you know, sleep apnea. And uh, and the phrase Roanoke did not dance was mm. in my head. Mm. No idea. You know, mm. And it wouldn't leave for, like, a day. You know, mm. I kept coming back to it. Like, Roanoke did not dance. A lot of these one-offs, mm. they just come from one line. And then the one line, I have no idea what it is or where it's going or what it's about, but we just chase it. And usually, you know, somewhere in the mix, there's some sort of life in there that gets infused, yeah. you know, so. Do you feel like the muse gives you the line or once the line comes to you and you dive into it, the muse flushes it out? I think the muse gives the line. Yeah. I think the muse, for me at least, the muse gives the line and then, you know, it's like being handed a box of Legos. You know? mm, yeah, and I was like, oh, nice. "You figure it out. You do your thing." Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, okay, fair That's enough. That's so cool. I'll figure it out. So. so cool. It's a cool name, though, right? Roanoke's awesome. That's I went back and name. forth between like Roanoke, or I I started to second guess myself at one point and thought maybe like Roan would be a good name. Roan's a good word, you know, because it's it's modeled red and white. So a lot of times it's applied to horses. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roan, you know. Uh, I've used the phrase a Rhone tributary underfoot, which is to say blood in the river, you know? Is that R-H-O-N-E? R-O-A-N. R-O-A-N, okay. Rhone, yeah. And, uh, but it just, you know, as cool as that is, it felt a little too on the nose. Yeah. You know? Sure. And, and if there's anything I'm bad at, it's being ham-fisted and on the nose, you know? So we just, yeah, we left it with Roanoke. And it's cool. just kind of weird. Like, no one's ever named Roanoke. Yeah, you know? it's a great name. So I love it. I Thanks, love man. it. He, could, he would fit what... He'd, it had a little bit of a Witcher vibe to yeah, it. Yeah, well, he'd fit well into um, uh, Roman Coke. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. I did. I realized that earlier. Like a step brother. Or something. His surly, yeah. cynical step brother. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I don't talk like that. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyways, <clears throat> all you right. Got, you got one? Yeah, mine's super short. Cool. This this is a little a little motivational piece for all the. All the writers out there. Oh, nice. Yeah, good. All right. <clears throat> this one goes out to all the writers. There's always a reason to quit. And that reason usually involves other people. <laughs> Those people are typically willing to be the reason you give up without even realizing they're doing it. They have nothing to lose. All they did was talk. They all said, go for it. Some said, you can try, but you'll probably fail. (laughs) A few said nothing and waited for you to fail. 
and were happy when you did. And you knew that would be the case. So you quit and blamed it on them. You piled up a body of work. They did nothing but disbelieve. You lost everything. They lost nothing. In fact, they gained power over you. But only because you handed it over willingly. They didn't even ask. They just waited. You handed it over and became just another easy meal for the lazy predator, the passive, toxic naysayer. Who are you? You are better than that. I won't give up on you. I won't let you hand over your hard work that you've piled up. I will not give up on you. All you need to do is not give up on me believing in you. I will keep your fire lit if you promise not to blow out the flame. And we will burn the world down together. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So don't stop writing. Don't stop writing, writers. That's right. Um, have you encountered that? Have you encountered the, the lazy naysayer? Is it the not lazy, really, nascent not, naysayer? Not really. I've encountered the wanting to quit and blame it on other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've encountered that. Internally or externally? Internally. Internally, yeah. Internally, yeah. I think, and I think a lot of writers, it's internal. You know, But there are people out there that are like, yeah, sure, try just another thing, knowing that they believe you're probably just going to fail at this too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. But there are some people out there, like Pressfield's a great example of someone who says, I believe in you. Don't give don't give up on me believing in you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can do it. Yeah. You know. And if you do, yeah. You know. And then you know. And I've helped keep your fire lit. We can both burn the world down together. Yeah. You know. I love that. Yeah. So there are. I just you know don't feel alone. Just keep writing. Forget you know all the people that you're projecting that they're naysaying and don't believe mm-hmm. in you and just just keep going because there are. You're not alone, just like a lot of conservatives need to hear. Yeah, you're dude, not you alone. are not alone. We are all there with you, mm-hmm. and we will we will make this work. Hey, Blinken got your back. <laughs> hey, Blinken got you. Pit Viper's got your back. Florida man's got your back, <laughs> and Longshanks. That's right. Oh, oh, Longshanks. Oh, Longshanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's uh, that's true, man. You know, we are our own worst enemies in a lot of ways, and uh, for sure. And you know, we misinterpret a lot of other people's signals when you when you tell them about something you have going on a lot of people who are not creatives uh or not um entrepreneurial in mm-hmm. some way mm-hmm. or not risk takers mm-hmm. ultimately probably just not risk takers that's probably mm-hmm. the best way yeah. of putting it because all of that stuff falls under risk taking mm-hmm. um they they don't know what to do with that information when you mm-hmm. tell them like i'm writing a book you know like oh okay you know, like Marvin the the alien or the robot, Marvin the robot from or Eeyore. The Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, very Eeyore like. Just oh, oh, um, you know, well, you probably fail. yeah, sure. I, you might you don't know how hard it probably really is. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of people just they don't they have no compass for that sort of enterprise. So mm, they don't know. Good point. You know, they just want to get it out of the way and move on to their next thing. Yeah, you know, but. That's uh, yeah. I mean, they're not along for the ride, anyways. So it yep. doesn't matter. You yep. Know? Yep. So, man, I think that's it. You guys have anything else you want to go over, share? 
Greg, for th- thanks for hanging in there and listening to our one-offs. Yeah. I appreciate uh, it, man. You, Greg. I love that. Bring one next time. What the heck? <laughs> I'm teasing you, bud. I'm glad you're here, man. I'm glad you joined us. And, the- and for two. Yeah. You're second, man. Thank Abe you. Abe Lincoln says that you got to bring a one-off for tax for the Goslings. <laughs> yeah. Abe Lincoln, man, Abe Lincoln will habeas your corpus if you... <laughs> I will habeas your corpus. I will habeas you in the corpus. corpus. (laughs) If you don't bring a one-off for the for the live stream. That's right. Yeah. Well, Um, you know, your ungrateful colonials appreciate you watching this, and I hope you enjoyed it. And we will see you next week, four thirty live, Sunday. Central Standard four thirty Central Standard Time. That's right. Sundays. Yep. Four thirty. YouTube run Rumble. Well, yeah. YouTube and Facebook Live, and then we'll put it up on Rumble and yeah, crank out the podcast. On and this Spotify. is pre-recorded because I am most likely still in Rome, Georgia, whenever you're watching this. Yeah. So yeah, you know, and uh, Greg is somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah, homesteading. He's down there homesteading. Yeah, he's homesteading. Pumping them, you know, popping them eggs, free-range eggs like Tic Tacs. <laughs> you probably crack them right into your mouth, don't you? You beast. Yeah. It's, just... <laughs> it's so nasty. Dripping down my chin. Oh, man. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm Jonathan. Nick. That's Lord Greg. And we're the Goslings. See everyone. All right, guys. We'll leave it there. Thanks for listening. You can watch the full video episode on Rumble. Or you can listen to all of our full episodes on Spotify. Uh, If you'd like to catch us live, you can find us on YouTube every Sunday, 4.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We'd love to take your comments on the live chat and field those to our guests. Uh, Also, if you'd like to support the show, please leave us a good review. Give us five stars. Tell your friends about the show. That is the best way to help. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. Well, that's it for this episode, guys. We would love it if you tell your friends about the show, maybe leave us a good review. And also consider becoming an honorary Gosling. An official exclusive membership to the Gosling gets you exclusive access to interviews and conversations that we can't have on YouTube. Plus, you'll get free digital downloads of some of our books and excerpts and writing. Uh, Also, and check this out, you get to participate in a live monthly Discord chat with us. Uh, We do this once a month now. Um, All this plus more if you join our community on Patreon for just $5 a month. I mean, that's nothing. $5 a month, it's a cup of coffee. So go to patreon.com forward slash the goslings and sign up today. Thanks for listening. Now go forth and strike down the darkness.